Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers distilled a new nation and brought forth bourbon, the water of life. So grab a glass and join Paul, AJ, and JC on another episode of Bourbon with Friends. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Bourbon with Friends. Today we have a special guest with us. Uh, he is a country music artist with a new hit single out called It Don't Matter, which has been featured on CMT. His music video is great and his song's actually really cool. It's a it's an awesome drinking song. We were listening to it a couple times today, actually on our drive back. Uh, Mr. Thomas Fountain, how are you doing today, Thomas? I'm doing good, man. How are you guys doing? Um, well, once we start drinking, it's going to be way better. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long day, but this will make it better. So, so just to kind of give some context to the day, we started off in in Gatlinburg drinking, drinking at like nine a.m. Nine a.m. Yeah, and it wore off, and now we have to like you know re kick start it yeah. all. So, and then we were out in the heat for a good three oh, hours. The worst. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so. Um, it's really cool. So just so everybody knows, uh, Thomas reached out to me on Instagram. We talked, um, he was telling me about his new song, you know, listen, anything that we're going to talk about drinking with, we're all down for. So I mean, yeah. shocker. Um, and, uh, it's really cool because one of the things that we're really finding out is how much whiskey and country music really relate. So, um, we picked the time and I don't know if we're finding that out. That's been a I think common we're finding theme out for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know how sometimes you you know you hear something and it's like, oh, you drink tequila. Why do you drink (laughs) to get drunk? (laughs) Get them, Hank. Oh God! So what are you sipping on tonight? I got a little Angel's Dundee. The original, the the OG. Yes. 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 All right. Well, we're going to crack that open too. Then we actually got some brand new stuff the other day. Um, that had just come out. It was the Madeira, Madeira finish. The Madeira finish. So, oh, they. I think it just came out. Like, what was it last week? Yeah. Or something? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, definitely so, a new new take on it, but different finish than the OG, but still good. Mm-hmm. So, before we talk music, give us a little background on kind of like what what brought you to whiskey. Like, what's kind of your whiskey story? Everybody starts out on uh, beer or some kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something like that when they're a teenager, you know, but when you grow up into a man, you want something that's going to, I guess not fill you up as much. Right. Um, yeah. Something after a meal for me, uh, uh, something to top off a nice meal. And, uh, I got around a couple of guys that were, um, big bourbon guys. I had one of my space players was a huge bourbon connoisseur. So, Kind of jumped on the train then, and, you know, he was very specific about what type of bourbon that he would drink, and um, I got to experience, you know, different types of bourbon, I guess, through him, um, and then a, a lot of nights since then that I don't really remember, but, um, yeah. Never been there. Fair. Sometimes yeah. I wonder what, like, people, <laughs> what people look at us whenever, like, because we do that to people all the time. They're like, what do you mean there's this many different types of bourbon? <laughs> and they just get confused. They're like, I thought bourbon was just bourbon. No. Hundreds. <laughs> hundreds. I, di- I did this year have my first experience with some really high-end bourbon. Like oh, which ones? I, can, I, I don't even remember what was put in front of me, but I played a, a private party for a, a guy up in Knoxville. And uh, let's just say that he, he he's not doing bad for himself. <laughs> uh, so he <laughs> he took me down to his basement, and the entire bar 
three different walls was just stacks of bourbon. And uh, he's like, you know, this was this is a thirty five hundred dollar bottle. This is forty five hundred dollar bottle. I said, so these, you know, these shots that we're taking right now, that's two three hundred dollars a shot. He's like, at least. I was like, oh, okay. Well, let's drink a couple thousand tonight. You're like, well. Um, thanks. Uh, I'm now, I'm now counting up how much money I could have had in my wallet. So absolutely. I mean, he had one bottle. He told me there was, I think he said seven that were made. Um, and he pulled it out of some box. He said he was waiting for his daughter to graduate college or something like that. Was it like a came in this like wood? Go ahead. It came in a wooden display. And he touched the front of it, and it OFC. opened up. I don't even know what it was. It's OFC, it's like a twenty thousand uh, dollar bottle. <laughs> yeah, he said it was twenty, twenty something like yeah. that. I'm like OFC. That's a car. <laughs> that's a car, and that's yeah. Right there. Yeah, hey, just they give make me the it. Bottle. I mean, <laughs> just give me the box. I can get at least a grand for it. <laughs> the box, absolutely. Yeah, you had no pickup truck for the box. So, I yeah, mean, I don't need to get them. They, uh, they make that very, that doesn't get released very often. Yeah, it's it's a super. And they only do very few. I've seen like a 1994 OFC on the shelf for like 53000 It was crazy. I've never seen it. never shelf. even seen it on a shelf. And that was in Florida somewhere <laughs> at some bougie place. To, yeah. Charity, like right off top. So yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. Like we, so we went, we were kind of whiskey hunting on the way back from Gatlinburg today. And, um, it was really funny. We, whiskey yeah, we are always, we <laughs> saw a, uh, a sign on the side of the road and it had like Pappy. It had Bland's and Elmer T. And we're like, oh, yeah. they better have stuff on the shelf or else this is false average. And walk in, saw two Van Winkles sitting on the shelf. And we're like, okay. But then the, we looked at the prices, just started laughing, walked out of the store like, That's Jesus why it's Christ. still there. <laughs> no wonder yeah. you're sitting on the <laughs> shelf at three times we secondary. Had, we had a conversation on that afterwards. Like, you can find really good whiskey. That's not that expensive. Correct. That's good. Yeah. Like, you yeah. don't have to have the three, $400 bottle. Oh, I mean, no. I grab a bottle of Russell Reserve, the single barrel, and that's like, that's like 50, 60 bucks. And that's yeah. as good as anything you're going to get for me. I mean, honestly, it is hard for me to pay a lot of money for alcohol. I, I agree. I'll, I'll stay under the $100 range, but like it, and it's good while it's taking place, but you're not going to remember it the next day either way. And it's going to be gone. Like you just drink away 500 bucks. Oh, are you, you, know a, are you a bottle so, killer? No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we are. It's okay. He's like. He's like. No. I mean, he'd, tell, he'd tell you if he remembered. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I remember there being whiskey in there. I woke up and it was gone. I don't know who stole right. it, but yeah, no. That so there's so much whiskey. That one of the things that we were actually like to allude to, kind of take JC's point to another level, was everything that we found now is you know you there's there's like prestige to finding some of this shit, but. Mm-hmm. For like you know, like Wilderness Trail, you can for fifty bucks. It's good stuff. Yeah. Early times for twenty seven dollars. That's good shit, right? The it's bond. Yeah, it's all the, the stuff shelf. that you can find on the shelf. And it, and you know, it, the best connection is like I would love to go like deep sea fishing and all that, but I'm also just as happy catching bass and bluegills in yeah, the lake somewhere. <laughs> it is shark. just as fun for me <laughs> than catching that once in a lifetime fish. Yeah. And is it, it gets down to like, is it worth it? Like, do I want to spend all my time and money trying to find this really rare bottle? And like you said, once it's open, we're testing that. Once it's open, it's gone. Like we, yeah. we, we don't say, we don't sit on bottles very long once they're open. It's just like for us, it, it's the memories, you know, that you build like when you're sharing right. and hanging out with people. Cause 
you know, that's what it's all about. Open a bottle, enjoying with friends. Cause that's time you don't get back. You know, you're not yeah, going to, I mean, the, I think the people that buy those bottles, they, they buy them cause they can. Yeah. You know, and some of them don't even know the difference. They just, Oh, I can afford a $500 bottle of whiskey, but. Oh no, we actually have funny stories of people who kind of run in those circles and they'll put like Elijah Craig in a Van Winkle bottle and they're like, yep, that's, that's great. That's a lot. That's, that's, uh, that's, 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 that's what I remember. Winkle, I know. And you're just like, you are a liar. Not only is that not Van Winkle, it's not even Buffalo Trace, you moron. <laughs> so, so give us some background. Like, so how did you get into the whole music thing? Um, well, my music journey is a little bit different. I started kind of late. I didn't really start getting serious with it until, um, college, I guess junior senior in college um i was and i continued it on but i went into the you know the working life i was a high school baseball and basketball coach okay um so sports were my life um coaching wise for there about five six years and i tried to maintain the music game uh at the same time and it just it wasn't happening so i i left the sports field and uh, jumped into music full time and been doing it ever since. Yeah, that is late compared to a lot of people. Like some yeah. of the people that we've talked to were like, "Yeah, I started with my grandfather. <laughs> my grandpa at was seven picking years up old, the porch, and, and yeah, you know, daddy gave me a guitar." And so, so were you just not into music, or were you just kind of casually like, let's just be honest, you were using it to like impress the ladies all through yeah. college, basically, right? Oh yeah. Uh, definitely most definitely um a lot easier if i say i'm in a band yeah if if someone what i've seen especially with like kids that play music and um stuff like that is it is very hard well you guys have kids to keep a kid's attention doing anything much less something that they're going to have to sit down and work out Um, right yep so really the only kids that are playing music like that is there's somebody in the household that is doing the same thing. Right. You know, I, I didn't have anybody like that. My dad didn't play music. You know, my grandpa didn't play music. I wasn't, I didn't grow up around a musical family. It was a sports family. So, right. Yeah. Which know, is that's what, that's I, what I grew up with. Yeah. I always loved music. Um, I always had a knack for it. I just never really, uh, jumped into it till I made the decision myself that I wanted to and I could. So I did. Just think of how many platinum records you'd have right now, though, if you didn't wear that ugly ass Braves hat. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. You're right. <laughs> I feel like this A. It's like sitting on your head and you're like, this is a great song. We had a big thing for Bobby Cox recently. Okay. And, uh, you know, he's just the coach of the franchise. And I'm like, we won one World Series out of 14 pennants, you know, he won 14 minutes. Like that's just not a very good percentage. We Sounds- had <laughs> with one three of the best Hall of Fame pitchers. pitchers in the same lineup. Yeah, you're one of Hall the of best switch hitters of all Andrew, time. Andrew Jones, race. Andrew Jones, Chipper Jones, Fred McGriff. And you had Dale Murphy, Terry Pendleton. Yeah, those were in the yeah. terrible days, the Dale Murphy days. But yeah, I mean, you had all those guys. But oh, one for fourteen sounds like eight for fourteen. Not bad. Just kidding. <laughs> That's about seven and a half percent. Oh, you've done the math. He's like, don't worry, I've low key done the math. I was gonna go to Bobby Cox and be like, listen, man, how? Look at all the shit you're getting for seven and a half percent success. This is bullshit. Yeah. What yeah, other but... field? What other occupation is that your field? 
I did seven percent. What? Get out of here! You're fired. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> so, what? did you play sports I mean, through college as well, too? Yeah, um, I went to a small school. Well, it's Division One now. It was Division Two when I was there. Kennesaw State University in okay. Kennesaw, Georgia. Yep. Um, I got a master's degree from the University of Alabama, which I don't tell anybody because Roll I'm an Alabama fan. Um, I'm a dog fan through and through. I'm actually more, way more of a college sports guy than a same. That's guy, yeah, more fun to watch. My biggest pro sport is it, hockey. Then they would have a lot more championships if it was an Alabama guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like he's like a little wing off the A. We did. Yeah. Right. He's like it's really an Alabama hat. It's just blue and red. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. So no, that's that's interesting. So so how's kind of the whole road turned since you got serious, right? Like, what's kind of the biggest thing that you've seen change in your music career since college? Because you are right, you you started really late compared to most people we talk to. Mm-hmm. Man, it has changed drastically. Um, I think the biggest change is everything going to social media and streaming. Right. Um, and it's kind of like a catch 22 thing. Artists can develop themselves now and grow a following on their own, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. But at the same time, if you're looking to get into uh, major labels and things like that, they want a ready-made artist versus right. when I first started, they were going to sign somebody on talent and then develop you as artist development. They don't really need to do that anymore. They want to see numbers and they want numbers to be presented right, right there on the table from the get go. So, um, that has changed drastically. Um, but I, I think probably the biggest thing, um, is probably the streaming game and just trying to manage, you know, social media stuff and, and streaming. It's like, Seems like it takes up half my day to try to keep up with all everything that's going on. And then you got a new app. TikTok comes out now. The big wave is TikTok. So now you got to learn something else. It's always learning something new to right. try to grow yourself. At the same time, it seems like it's always taking you away from what you wanted to started in the first place, right. which is music. You know, and each platform so. has its own catch and neat. Like yeah. each platform is different. Like and what's really interesting to see is that a lot of artists, even some of your larger artists, are managing it themselves because people yes. you can't just put you can't just put bullshit content out there. You, you have, have to have relates. unique content that's yours, or it's people don't people see right through. It. And then what works at yeah. Instagram doesn't work on TikTok, and what works on Twitter, you know, yeah. you have right. to have a different thing for everything. It's many, it's too many hats at this point. So I was, I was talking to my marketing lady today and I was like, you know, we need to start growing the TikTok. She's like, well, you're just going to have to get on there and start being consistent, posting, be yourself. I was like, it seems like the, the dumbest shit that I post on there does the best. Exactly. They don't really like pushing out music that much more than just like some types of funny videos. I was like, all right, I'll be a complete idiot from now on. That's fine with me. It's the content (laughs) that they own. Right. Like the, 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 the music, the voiceovers, the shit that like that, that you get, that's what gets it for. Like our biggest, our, our most viewed TikTok video is literally a whiskey thief going in and whiskey thiefing out. That's literally the, our, our most watched video. I'm like, what the shit? Yeah. 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 I mean, we've tried to do all the best songs, most liked, all this stuff. And I just threw something on there. Next day I turn around, I'm like, uh, we have like 14,000 views on this in like six That was hours. me. I had like, I guess you 
you could call it like a semi-viral video, but I was back in my hometown and I went by this pizza place and I saw a horse and my hometown's not like that in Georgia. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's country, but it's not like, let's ride our horse to the pizza place. But the guy had parked his horse <laughs> at the pizza place and his dog was sitting on the back of the horse. What so the I shit? just went by and videoed like six seconds of this damn dog on the back of a horse and it just, it blew up. And blew up. Like, I keep up with the notifications. How many people were following me, liking it, commenting? I'm like, this is just this is too much. Put so much effort into something, and then a dog on the back of the horse. Yeah, it's been like two days it's trying to think level. of two days trying to think of more stupid ever. shit you can do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like you're like, what if I get a horse on the back of like a zebra? Can we take a dog? Can we take like a dog to like the zoo? Like, what the hell do we do here? How do I get a lion and a monkey like in the same room together? <laughs> uh, well, I don't think the Atlanta Zoo is going to be up for that one, but you know. <laughs> so how's country? So how is the music different? Like your kind of career trajectory and path different from most people? Like a lot of people at your stage would have up and went to Nashville already, mm-hmm. right? So how do you think that's kind of where do you, do you think that it's it's like you're still growing, like significantly staying where you're at? Is that in the cards for you at some point? Can you say? Uh, I, I think fine? so. I don't think from the beginning. Um, you, I mean, you learn as you go. At, at the beginning, I, I didn't really have any intentions to move there. I'm the the more I progress, and uh, so I got to thinking. You know, I, you don't really need um, Nashville in a sense, but then in a sense, you kind of do if you want to take a, a certain path. So I've been traveling back and forth now pretty heavily for about two or three years. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't move there. Um, I've actually been, you know, talking to, to people up there. I'm, I'm very well connected. Um, right. Everything that I do is in Nashville or the people that I know are people I work with. So it's like, I'm how many times, you know, do I want to travel back and forth before I decide to, you know, this sucks. <laughs> or you're just like, so, I'm tired of buying gas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if gas hours, keeps going up, guess what? Six, seven hours. No, I mean, you're Eastern Georgia, right? Yeah. You're not, you're not that far away, are you? I'm, no, I'm three. I'm three hours. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's still what I would want to do often. Because <laughs> I mean, he had to do it today. The cost well, of living there is just astronomical now. You yeah, see musicians, yep. everybody I know is moving further and further away from town because they just can't afford it i mean like yep. musicians i mean they don't make any money so until you get to a certain level you know and then from the yeah, you got to get signed by a label and all that kind of shit yeah yeah and yeah then a lot of the musicians who aren't going to be making that much money anyway no matter who you're playing for the actual guys in the band um and right. i mean they can't afford housing there and then rent is just as bad so you see a lot of people live over an hour away that used to live in town. It's yeah. even the surrounding county or not county subdivisions in Nashville have gotten yeah. ridiculous, like Brentwood and Franklin and oh yeah, Thousand Oaks, all that area around there. They've yeah. got even like astronomical. Well, I think it's one of the things yeah. a lot of people don't really understand. Like it's like a lot of it, it's kind of the thing we've talked with Taylor about a lot, right? Like people don't understand all the shit that goes into it to you know. Everybody likes the you know the people that are on like record labels and the known people you see, but to get to that level, the sacrifice, the hard work oh, and stuff man. it takes to get there is crazy. 
the tour like yeah. tour buses, the bus ride, just everything. The three hour rides to Nashville and back. I mean, I can't, I can't say anything for you know artists in seventies, eighties, or nineties, or even two thousand. But I would venture to say that it's harder now than it's ever been. Yeah. Um, because I mean, twenty years ago, you didn't have to worry about everything I mentioned earlier, social media and all that. You just got to play music and write songs and hope for the best and just. Well, you know, but you could have, and, and you could work a second job then too until you made it. Now it's just like, well, how am I going to go? You know, work eight hours a day and then spend three hours a day on my social media. Like, and it's just time consuming. Then when you get done with all that, you just music's just like an afterthought. You just want to go to bed at that point. I wonder how so, George yeah, Strait would have handled man. social media. I don't think George oh, Strait would have handled social media well. <laughs> I don't, would he have had all those hits? <laughs> well, <laughs> he had to worry not, about Twitter. It's not just that. And I think this is one of the interesting people don't understand about when, when you get to a certain level and, and anything, whether it's music, social media, influencer, hell, like, and, and I use this even just because like we're smaller than a lot of this stuff, but even from where we started, right? You have to connect with people personally. Like that's how you grow your brand. You have to be able to respond to the, you, you know, you're not, people you get know, to know you, you have to, you, you have to, you have to put yourself out there, which is interesting in and of itself, but you're right. Like 20 years ago, you write songs, you sing. now you could write a song, 15 people say it's shit. And then everybody else just believes it's shit because those 15 people they've never met said it was shit. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, that's a difficult game to play in, especially if you don't, you know, for aspiring artists that are, you know, trying to make it to that next level. It's, it's, it's a difficult thing. One, one end- thing that I'm saying is, um, like for instance, when I first started playing music, um, everybody was playing shows then everybody was playing live and that's how you build a following you build right. it organically going to play shows and playing honky tonks and learning how to entertain and keep an audience and guys now can just go record songs and if they're good on social media they can get their numbers jacked up well then their numbers yeah. jacked up people start coming calling they've never even played a show i mean i'm seeing artists off of well i call them artists off tiktok that are getting signed that have never even played a show, you know, they have a hundred thousand followers. Yeah. Yeah. And then you put them in front of a lot live audience. You go see them. It's just like, okay, well, you know, that that doesn't make much sense, but is that trend going to change now that life is back to normal? Yeah. Like people have to actually tour now and man, I hope so. Uh, It's just like the, TikTok whiz of the world, personally. Because number, I mean, numbers don't lie. You got three hundred thousand TikTok followers. That is going to translate to music, to your music. Doesn't matter how good it is. You're still going to have three thousand people that are potentially be listening. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah but TikTok, so, I think, is such an interesting. It's a aspect. weird game. It's yeah. interesting in the aspect, though, that like. Like, let's just be honest. If you look good and have a decent voice, you're going to get followers. That's the way TikTok's set up. Or you're hilarious. Oh, well, well, apparently, like, we're, we're hilarious and no yeah. one follows us on TikTok. It's so not because of pretty face. It's because I'm ugly. I thought I was semi good looking and funny as hell. Now I'm like, fuck, I need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> now. No, I'm good. I, I said semi good looking. I was talking to him. I wasn't talking about me. That's why we do a podcast, man. Chill out. You got a face for a radio. Yeah. Someone, someone's like, someone's like, you ever think about doing TV? And was like, have you seen us? Like, what? The, why would we do TV? No. Yeah, the camera has 20 pounds. I ain't getting behind that. <laughs> no. No. 
Do not ask that question anymore. So, so back to the whiskey front, right? So we're drinking Angel's Envy. What? Give us a little bit about what you get on like the nose and on the flavor, because it'd be interesting just to kind of see where you're at from that perspective. I like it because um, it doesn't give you just a big punch right okay. when you drink it, and then there's no um, there's no afterbite to it. Like for me, if a whiskey, even on the front end, is good, but then it's still got that lingering bite at the end, I, I don't I don't like that. For me, I don't like the Kentucky Hub. Do it. No, it's just not my that I'll take a shot like that but if i'm gonna sip on something and enjoy i don't want that in my whiskey have so. you have you had any long branch from wild turkey yes yes that's a nice mellow finish at the end of it mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't have that burn yeah. old forester 1910 yeah. mm-hmm. yep it's Boy. like my bean friends like i'm not a i'm not a jim bean fan that's uh, all right the, the black label is is decent but like it's just like you're not going to hurt my feel feelings. like you're in college again, drinking the worst whiskey they have on the shelf. No, what? No, 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 <laughs> I love that. What bean product do you think he would like, though? Honestly, he'd probably like the Basil Hayden double or the, the Basil Hayden double oak. Or a ba- a the double rye. The, the double rye. rye. the dark rye. The dark rye. Not the double rye. The dark rye. The dark rye. Yeah, it's really funny. Like some of the stuff that you're like, I don't like Jim Beam. And then you're like, blah, blah, blah is made by Jimmy. You're like, fuck, I like Jim Beam. Okay. Jim Beam makes a Yeah. Now, the white label Jim Beam, you. No offense if you like white label Jimmy, but you can keep it. I'm just yeah, more for you. Yeah, good. Congratulations. I only had the black. I've only had the black, and uh, only because a friend of mine coerced me to drink it one night. I was like, wow, it's like that's that's not too bad. So, how do you drink your whiskey? Tastes like college, uh, in a cup. Well, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. All right. I love that answer. All right, smart ass. He's one of us. He's one of it's us. That, that Braves hat. In, Bra- that Braves hat brings that, that shit that, right that, out. There you go. Neat. Neat. Yeah. No, no ice, nothing. Perfect. Nothing. Perfect. Like, a, yeah, no, that's good. It was really funny because, no, what's really funny is I've, I've gotten two epic answers like that in successive days. Yesterday, we were saying, someone's like, oh, we got some on the shelf. It was like from Buffalo Trace. I don't know what it's like. What did the bottle look oh like? He God. went, he went clear glass, brown liquid. And I was like, that helps us narrow it down real quick. <laughs> like, you know which one I'm talking about, right? So I'm like, I couldn't tell if he was joking with us. I didn't, or yeah. if he was being serious. It was one of those guys what, that had no, like, tell. You're just like, are you being that, an asshole? What like, was that whiskey like? I was like, I don't know. He's like, I get that a lot, bottle. actually. I got, I got that dry thing. I love it because, I mean, it keeps everybody on edge. They're like, are you serious right now? I'm like, 99% of my life, I'm not serious. So, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Relax. Either. That was funny. In a cup. <laughs> that's going to go down as one of the best ones yep. we've had so far. Oh, my God. That's so funny. We're sitting here waiting, like, neat, mixed. Like splash water in a cup. We've heard, like, so we, we've talked to people, not on the show, but because usually those people don't make it that far. Um, like, how do you drink whiskey? And they're like, oh, with, like, ginger ale and ice. And they're like, oh, you're not coming on the show. No, no. <laughs> that's my uh, restaurant whiskey, though. Yeah, it's different if you're out eating. I, yeah. I do that because I do the ginger and like bourbon when I'm out at a restaurant because I'm gonna pay like six bucks. I'm don't want to pay nine dollars for something that I have in my house. Yeah, ten dollars, fifteen dollars for something that's just sitting like right over there. So I'll if just you're be, ever in Kentucky, you should just come over and just yeah sample so everything. Yeah, we'll we'll give you some stuff to play around with. So, some oh, stuff. Oh yeah, most definitely. Some stuff. Yeah, he's the, gonna the, remember he's in Kentucky the next day. <laughs> I'm gonna put a Marlins hat on him when he wakes up the next morning. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, that never happened. Here's a video. 
Yeah, the guy's house that Put I was at in Knoxville, I was telling you about the guy that had the bourbon collection. There was there was a kid there, younger, probably like I don't know, he's maybe twenty one, twenty two, but and <laughs> I don't know if he played it to the yeah, the other kid, whatever. Yeah, but the guy was pouring out shots or in shot glasses for us to drink this whiskey. And he just started turning them up. And I'm like, you're about to get bitched out in a hurry. Like <laughs> you're you, gonna die. you should never, ever turn up $300 whiskey no. and just, he's like, Oh, that's pretty good. I'm like, no, don't, <laughs> like, uh, don't do that. Just, just sip, go home. Just sip. Yeah. <laughs> you're just sitting here going, you're like, you like got your hand on your nose. Like what's wrong. It's like, we're about to play. Not it. Cause you're about to be drunk as shit. And I'm not it. Yeah. <laughs> Not today, friend. Uh, have you dabbled in any scotches or anything yet? No, I don't really. I don't do the scotch route. A couple things. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll try it. I'll try anything once. I like to say that. Um, but, like, don't do tequila. Won't do tequila. Same. Um, can't do it. I just cannot. Like, this is nothing about it that is appealing to me. Nothing. Anyway. The smell, the taste, everything mm-hmm. just gets me. I just don't want it. turns my it stomach. So it's like you smell to me, it's like when you open a bottle and you get that smell, it's like rubbing alcohol or something with a little hint. I agree. It's just disgusting. It's just, I don't want vodka. No, no nothing like uh, that. No clear. No vodka. Um, so there's a, there's a scotch called Lafleur Triple Wood and it's, it's, it's around 80 bucks, but it I drinks, it drinks like a bourbon. And it's a good introductory scotch. Um, so I, I get it, right? You go from sweet to peat, and it's a big shock to the palate. But it's actually really cool. Like, if you really want to develop the, your palate out, I would challenge, like, get a couple scotch scotches, and we can give you some recommendations and, and get it. And it'll help your flavor profile really expand. Because I was like you initially. Um, like, I didn't like... Barrel proofs, spicy stuff. The joke, if it, if you get that like burn in your chest, we call it the Kentucky hug. Um, you know, we, I was in that realm and now over the last year, I've come to appreciate more, but don't look at me like that. That's creepy. Um, <laughs> remove your first Kentucky hug. Yeah. I know my first Kentucky hug. Really? We've had this on the show 400 times. She was 350. <laughs> she, she lived on the west side of Kentucky. Oh my god! Three teeth and, and a farmer's tan. Three teeth. That, that was about how you acted like it hit you. And chewing the backer. No, was, no. She dabbled in the smoky white devil. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so when are you coming to Lexington to play? Yeah. Uh, oh, you guys are on the east side. You know, yeah, we're like some ish, 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 yeah, yeah. More, we're we're, we're yeah, There's like yeah. things that I've like had like three things I wanted to say, and I'm like, ooh, can't say that. We don't need you. We don't need you editing things out again. <laughs> it's like, ah, no. Ooh, PC no. culture. Fuck off. Yeah. I hate you. Every time he says something, I'm like, well, that's more work for me. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 minute did that go in? Write that so, down. So what, what kind of, what, what big shows and stuff do you have coming up in the next couple months? Cause I know everyone's kind of getting out and hitting the road. And- yeah. Cause everything's opening back up finally. Yeah. Um, I was opening a lot of shows, uh, before the pandemic for some pretty big names. And I found out what that did was allow me to do my own stuff. Um, probably about two or three years ago is when I really started playing. 
um, hard ticketed shows instead of just opening or right. playing at a bar somewhere. Um, so all the shows that I have lined up are me as the headliner. Um, nice. Okay, good. Right? Nice. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have, thank you. I'm sure we'll have, you know, some opener stuff come up, but, uh, yeah, it's like if you can, you know, sell three, four, five hundred tickets, um, and you get the money versus you go open for somebody for six hundred bucks. Right. Know? Yeah. Eventually money has to play a factor. So and plus you're so, getting your name out there. They're they're buying a ticket to see you. When you open for somebody, um, unless it's around uh se- seemingly your area, um, they're not probably not going to know who you are. You may snag some fans that way, but it, it's yeah, I, it's I a great feeling to your name to be on the bill and people to get to come see you. That's a totally different feeling. Right. No, I, yeah. but, but I've had a few moments I've gone to shows that I'm like, I didn't, can the opener come back? Yeah. I didn't know. Who Alan, <laughs> I, know I didn't know who Alan Jackson was until he opened for Randy Travis. And I was like, Oh, I like Alan Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a lot of shows. Yeah. yeah. I'm old. Remember this. You are old. Remember, I am old. Yeah. You are old. You're, you're old. I watched when Alan Jackson was you're an actually old for Randy Travis. See, you're you're not actually, old I am. You actually are old enough to know how the Braves but, actually hey, that, go. That's, that's been a minute now. It's Alan <laughs> Jackson's yeah. opening for Randy Travis. That, <laughs> yeah. He's, I'm, he's I'm old. old. He's old. That's what can I say? <laughs> it, We're talking, is, that's got to be at least 30 years ago. Well, I, he's yeah. old. I was, he's like, I was, he's that like, was like age, yes. <laughs> he's like, he's like, thanks, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this has been a great podcast. Thanks just, for joining. And here's the shocker. That wasn't my first concert. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Alan's the man, though, man. That's one of my biggest influences for sure. <laughs> that's what I was. Never mind. <laughs> Who are your influencers? Like, the one. Uh, of, I, I was a big, I mean, I'm a 90s baby. I grew up listening to, you know, Alan Jackson, uh, Georgia guy, um, Travis Tritt grew up oh, like 40, 45 minutes from me. He still lives there. Randy Travis, you know, all of the, the, that, those guys set the bar. They were trendsetters. Um, they changed the sound of music, but still kept it country. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were all really really good so there was so much competition at the time like if you weren't really good during that time you were going to see no success so it just made everybody better so it's like this i don't know i think the not the decade of the 90s was the best decade of music in a really really long time all in all genres like i was really big in like alt rock in the 90s uh hip-hop all all that stuff yeah the hip-hop rap whatever tupac Biggie, I mean, like the legends from every genre came from the nineties. So, yeah, no, that was one of the things that we actually were saying that you have kind of that late nineties, early two thousands kind of sound, which yeah. was so when we're listening to it, it was like weird. We're like, this sounds like, even this sounds like our childhood right now. I, it was yeah. really good. I enjoyed which, it, which is cool. And like, that's not a knock because it's really funny. Like, it might, you know, you hear all this stuff, things always come back. And I think that's starting to come back around. Yeah. You know, you had like the, the, Milk, you had the, you had the, the country more pop, which I was never a fan of. And I think you're starting to see that more honky tonk, early nineties type vibe starting to come back around, Real which is country. really cool. Yeah. People that are actually right. putting their heart and like you were talking about the performance thing, like 
I think the only show I've ever seen, like Tom Petty, you could I saw him and you could probably draw a chalk line where his feet didn't move. But he had no stage presence, but he's Tom Petty at that point, and he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, right. But you see some people that you're like, you, you're you not even playing to the crowd. You're just like playing in a studio by yourself, not even engaging with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I tried that for a little while. I couldn't do that. I'm just, I'm, I'm pretty hyper on stage. Like it's just, I'm ready I would to never have guessed that. any, any second. <laughs> I would just hand you a shot of whiskey and see what happens. <laughs> we get those two. We get those two. So, so are you going to be up in Kentucky or at all? JC needs to know this. He's like, I want to go see him play. Yeah. Um, we don't have anything up on the schedule. I've got some friends that live up in Kentucky. I go up there hunting quite a bit. Um, I was oh. up there. <laughs> I wish, man. That was a great picture today. Yeah, we just randomly, we just randomly found like turned to turn around, and it was like elk hunting. We had a bottle of old elk in the in the truck, and we were like, "Oh, this is a great." So I was like, "Give me the bottle. Yeah, it's I'll be right back." Hunting here, I'm like, "There's elk here." Like, it, it's like the social media stuff. We were like, "We have to get this to put this on." Be right back. As long as, <laughs> yeah. as, long as you don't play in Ohio. You're fine. We don't care. I'm just excited I mean, that live be, music is back. Be I, like I said, I remember Ben. My first con- my first concert was we're not going to say when or how what it was. 1985. Close. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that live music is back. I am yeah. like it makes it's it's better for me. Like watch it live. You, there's a sure. different feel versus like what you're talking about the social and the TikToks and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad that it's everything's opened back up. A lot of people make fun of me, and I will stand to this day and say one of the best concerts I ever went to was Nickelback. <laughs> and half the people that are younger are like, "Oh, they suck." And I'm like, "Go to a Nickelback concert, see if you actually like can handle that." I went to a Green Day concert, and it was phenomenal. Oh yeah, no man. I've seen some great shows. Shit, there. I went to a Backstreet Boys concert. Don't even care. It was lit. Fuck <laughs> yeah, off. It was great. It was great. <laughs> Best Justin Timberlake like twelve times. So we're not gonna talk about that. No, that was that was no no that wasn't Justin Timberlake. That was Justin Bieber. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even see Justin. Oh God, I was about to say Timberlake. Hey, yeah, I was like he, that's legit, man. <laughs> One of my friends has gone to see but Justin Bieber, Bieber right now yeah. by himself like four times. Yeah. Oh <laughs> God. Far <laughs> He may need an evaluation. <laughs> He's expecting his first child this year, so we're good. Well, okay. okay. Yeah, no, it, it's just his. He just he he is a genuine fan. Yeah, and it's you know like we make fun of people like that, obviously, kind of because it's funny. Right. But you know, look, if you like someone, you like someone. It's kind of like now, you know, it's not cool to be a Nickelback fan, but I don't give a shit. Make fun of me. I'm 36 years old almost bite me well, well here's the shit. thing like i give you i give you a hard time about it but a lot of these bands people give people a hard time i'm like why do you know every word right if you if you don't like it's, them that much it's why like, can you sing every word of the it's song it's like creed people like make fun of creed and like you know how many people that they you like today like so many times it's that crazy. got their start because of creed oh yeah. yeah dude i knew every word of a creed arms song. wide open was my song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you, you said you're touring again where like are you getting back out like you're gonna most of the stuff we have right now we're just now kind of easing back into stuff opening up here uh in georgia and the south i mean it a couple places have been open the past couple months but it's been limited capacity so if you take a full band in there like i've got a set price i've got to you know pay my band and pay people right. to work for me um that I've got to meet, you know, before I even 
think about selling a ticket or, or playing right. a, a song. And, um, if it's not full capacity, that's just financially just doesn't make sense. So right. we, we haven't played a full band. So we played one in the past year. Um, and that's because that venue was, was full capacity. But before that, I was doing some acoustic stuff as venues slowly started to open back up. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think everybody's kind of tiptoeing in the water right now, <clears throat> testing things out, but unless you're Nashville, which was a madhouse <laughs> two weeks ago when I was there, pedal taverns and bachelorette parties. Yeah, well, <laughs> but it's full capacity, so you get to see all kinds of shenanigans. Finally, yes, yeah, yeah. But things will start picking back up. They'll, you know, bef- before the pandemic, we were all over the place. We were seven or eight different states, I think, in 2020, 2019, hell, whatever right. year it was before all this started. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's been a long decade. I, I, don't, I don't even know. I was like, last year, I'm like, actually, it wasn't last year. It was the year before. Shit, we've been in this mess for almost two years. Yeah, yeah it, it's been like, the last year's been a long decade. I like, what the shit? I just don't count that. <laughs> yeah, no, what's what's so, interesting, to, to your point, what's even interesting is some like really like your big name artists, right, which are easy to get stuff booked. They're just now releasing tours. For, right. for the rest of the year. So, you know, it's, I guess you're, you're seeing a lot of that other stuff come through. And I guess a lot of it has to do with like different places and normal things that probably they're just figuring out, get scheduled. And it's like, Oh shit, we can do this. It's full capacity. Now we need an artist, all this stuff. And so yeah. it's, it's, I'm sure it's frustrating for, for you where you're at right now because there's so much unknown probably for there is the next six months kind of ahead. And I mean, you, you just came out of like a, a worldwide pandemic um, and you don't know if people are even ready to come back out as much oh, as in, they were. Bro, we're in the South. Of course, of course, we're ready to come well, out. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> shit. I mean we, we played one show. Um, I guess it's been about a month ago. It sold out like a month out. And I'm like, okay, everybody's ready to come back out. Nope. It was full capacity. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I was in Boston. Georgia. I mean, I was in Boston last week and it was a madhouse, right? Like it's people are ready and people are ready and they're out and they're doing stuff. So it's, it's, it's good for you guys because there's going to be a lot of people that are eager to just go do just about anything. Our at this point. event was crazy. Yeah, yeah. We, we threw an event that was and people, we had people like, from, California come to it. They were just ready to get out and do it. Yeah. Oh God, they're ready to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Texas, California, California, Texas, California, Nevada, Virginia, Florida, yeah, you, Virginia. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people came from all over the place. So I mean, like it's it's crazy. Like Kentucky's ready to get back. Like so many people around here are looking for concerts. That's why we asked. Even like, even the venues I usually go to, like I was like, oh, it's there's gonna be a show down at the borough. Like I'll I'll grab a ticket. And literally, I looked at it the next morning, and I was like. It, was Charlie Crockett shows already sold out? Like <laughs> I was totally going to go to the show. Like calling my friends, like, did anyone buy a table? <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I didn't know if I slept for, yeah, you our know, friend, our four, friend six Taylor, hours. Our friend Taylor played at like a, a bar up here and it was packed. Yeah. It was like Elkhorn. Yeah. And it was just Elkhorn packed. Tavern, just a little, and so, yeah, yeah, that's one of the reasons why we asked for you coming up here. Cause like, there's going to be a million people that are going to go because everybody's ready to go do things. Yeah. Drink with us. <laughs> JC just wants to get drunk with you now. I just want to drink yeah, with you. Fine. That's my that's thing. Fine. Belly up to the bar. We can do. We can do. 
do that. Yeah, belly up to the bar. <laughs> just, just no Braves hat. No, wear the Braves hat. This is um, standard you know, issue. You asked me about. No, this is a '99 on the side. No, this is this is legit. I mean, I didn't. Look, let's make this clear. I didn't buy this hat. Somebody gave me this hat. Um, so, man, I'm not going to spend whatever forty five dollars. We'll send I, I feel like I sound like the worst Braves fan right now. I'm just going to we'll, stop. We'll send you a bourbon with friends hat so you can put something better on your head. <laughs> yes, I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, something I successful. Huge, I was a huge Braves <laughs> fan. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say we're successful. Shit, yeah, calm was, down. I was a huge Braves fan when I was younger. See, he doesn't count Red Sox. I was a Braves fan growing up. When I was what? younger, I liked Dale Murphy and I liked watching them play. I'm, I'm That's a, how old I am. Okay, yeah. that just aged me a little bit more. I watched Dale Murphy <laughs> again, play again. <laughs> Watch Dale Murphy play. So what, I mean, we, I, what we have gathered is he's a Dale Murphy fan and Alan Jackson open for Randy Travis. Yeah. Yes. Guess we could be age. friends. Honestly, we could be friends. <laughs> I don't even have to guess the age. I, I could get. I could get within two or three years. And you and you and you both like whiskey neat. So if you like rye whiskey, yes. he might jump through the screen and give you a. <laughs> no, hug. he likes whiskey. He likes whiskey in a cup, like he said. <laughs> Come fill me up. <laughs> It's red solo cup. I don't man. care. I'm making my own work. Right, right on lyrics. Uh, it's a remix. Oh uh, man, thank you so much for jumping on. We appreciate it. This has been fun. Um, <laughs> get, plug all your shit so everyone knows where to follow you and find, yeah. find you. Tom, Thomas Fountain is thomasfountain.com. You can go check our tour dates on there. Um, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, more stuff that I can keep up with. So uh, you guys go check me out. Streaming on all platforms as well. Yeah, we'll we'll put all those links in the, yeah, in the, the show notes too. You. So if you guys are listening awesome. and want to check them out, you can follow them. So Thomas Fountain, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, remember, Bourbon with Friends can change the world. As always, the bourbons highlighted on this podcast will feature in the show notes. Tune in next time for another episode of Bourbon with Friends.